0: It's BudPod159. 159.
1: 159, having an Aussie time. Oh. I'm, hello from down under. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm beaming all the way to uh, Pierre in London from Melbourne and Australia via yep. the sky, via space. My voice is hurtling up in into space, Pierre, and bouncing off... Uh, a big uh, floating baby's head, and um, and flying <laughs> back down to you. <laughs> I was going
0: to say bouncing at the speed of light, but it's not, is it? Speed of sound? No.
1: No, no. Sound is far too slow. For, um, speed for this of this kind of response. It 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 is the speed of light, isn't it? Is it not? Um, e, are there not EM waves that are being sent up? Ooh. Electromagnetic waves are the speed of light. So are they? They it should be the speed of light. Yeah.
0: Well, that explains why you're sounding so crisp.
1: Crisp. Crisper than a cold
0: yeah. Melbourne lager. And, of course, there's a crucial part of the satellite-slash-giant uh, baby's head floating in space that alters your audio so you no longer sound like you're recording upside down.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually... Uh, if people are on this side of the equator speak uh, the other way around so everyone actually speaks backwards here speech flows in the opposite direction um this side of the equator yes that's right
0: um which is why uh if you ever uh meet an australian off the plane fresh off the plane and you say how was the flight they yeah. go yeah it was fine thank you like they sound like they're in reverse <laughs>
1: But it's been it's been great here in Australia. Uh, people have been coming to the shows. So a lot of podbuds, yes, have been coming. Um, met I, I I did an extra show, um, a, a comedy spelling bee, and met not just a podbud Pierre, but a but a Patreon podbud, a baby. founding farter in in the queue. Uh, so um, <clears throat> thanks so much for for founding our farts and for for being a podbud uh there's my first spelling bee in a while yes yeah. i i yeah i did i did i didn't i didn't win i, I did all right i did all right but uh, a couple of the rounds were i would say contorted by comic effect into flat-out unfairness but that doesn't it's in, in sort of a right. taskmaster style that
0: doesn't sound fair. yeah what, were there some insane yeah, but, words uh,
1: well my first word the first round was a, the, um, the more the more straight-laced spelling bee format, Mm. but my word was vinaigrette. Pierre, can you spell vinaigrette? Ooh,
0: uh, V-I-N-E-G-R-E-T-T-E. That, Pierre,
1: is wrong. Is it vinaigrette? It's vinigrette, yeah, V I N A I G R E T T E. Ooh. I was is... I went straight for vinigrette. I went V I N I G R E T T E. But it's uh, vinigrette. Vinay. And I said this on the night, Pierre, the way I spelt it gave me regret <laughs> Do you get that? Do you like That's the kind of <laughs> of quality you can expect from the melbourne international comedy festival that's why
0: they gotta fly you out there
1: (laughs) (laughs) they can't grow that kind of skill here in australia they gotta they gotta ship it over
0: (laughs) oh man so what so so that was the one that fucked you up or was they did it get even worse after that
1: um, it got even worse. The host, uh, the brilliant Guy Montgomery... I mean, mm. for to give you a taster, there was a round where uh, he, in the, the day preceding the show, asked his stepdaughter how to spell certain words. And we, as contestants, had to tell him how she misspelt those words. Oh. So, like, the word is doctor, and you have to try and guess how a six-year-old girl... Would spell Doctor.
0: Right, I see, I see. Okay, that's pretty good. Also, I had no yeah. idea that he had a stepdaughter. Well done, guy.
1: Yes. Um uh, it was fun show, fun, uh fun time. I'm having a fun time here at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Uh the the rest of the shows are sold out. So thank you so much. Uh for getting them ticks. Um Aussie Aussie Podbuds. Nice. I'm here till Saturday, and then I'm off to America on Sunday. Just the checking Land. up on all the colonies, Pierre.
0: Yeah, seeing how they're doing. Um, I guess you can look at New Zealand as you fly over.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe from afar. I just got yeah. back today, Pierre, from Tasmania. Ooh, of the devil fame. I went of the devil fame. I went to Tasmania for a quick couple of days. Ooh. Um, to go to the Museum of New and uh, of Old and New Art, aka Mona, in in the city of Hobart, in Tasmania. Have you heard of this art gallery? I uh, have
0: not, and I have heard of Hobart, and I didn't know that Hobart would have a a, a museum of new or old art.
1: It has one of both, Pierre. And now yeah. Mona was built uh, by this eccentric, to say the least, multi-multi-multi millionaire called david walsh and that's such a rich guy name it is david walsh he built he put loads of millions and millions of dollars into building an underground museum of art so like you get on you get on this ferry from hobart and this ferry special Mona ferry drives you over uh, ships you over across the bay yeah and you approach what looks like a um a villain's lair or like a Thunderbirds oh. headquarters like sort
0: of very concretey, bunkery
1: yeah very bunkery mm. and you step off the ferry and you walk up and then you enter the museum and you just start descending the spiral staircase that goes into the rock and the museum's built underground into the in the earth Ooh, and you get out and it's just the walls are just the rock that's just been you know uh, carved into and then you work your way up from the bottom of this underground God. art gallery, and you work your way up, and it's all sort of wacky, funky out there art. <clears throat> if you go on the website, you know there are a couple of f words on the f on the website. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know they call you know they say read the bloody terms and conditions if you can't <laughs> be fucked, that that kind of thing. <laughs> um, oh, wacky! So it, there's a lot of sexy art. There's an adult only section. Ooh. Uh, but there's a of weird stuff uh, uh, um, there, and it's all very eccentric. And uh, my favorite piece was—it's <laughs> this Porsche, a red Porsche that's fat. So it's a Porsche. I want to—I'm going to WhatsApp you the p- a picture I took of it now. I love it so much. It's actually my my phone wallpaper. Fat red Porsche. Showing it to you now. It's a fat red Porsche. I've seen you I'm what's having you two pictures now.
0: Listeners Phil has just sent me a photograph of his fat red Porsche.
1: <laughs> oh, I've seen this. It's, it's like a
0: Porsche, a, but it's been like inflated.
1: Yeah, it's inflated, inflated. Bulging. And it's just called Fat Car. The name of the piece is Fat Car, and the the whole thing is bulging, but like it's like it's fat. So, you know, the the flesh of the car is drooping over yeah. the headlights. You, you, you can't really see the license plate because the fat of the cars of drooping over. Ooh, and it, it's a body positive I car. I love it so much. I love it so much. I love fat car so much. My whole life now is fat car. I'm obsessed with fat car. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a, I've got a I've, I, I, I I My head's full of fat car. I just love fat car. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen a car this fat since um, whenever it was when Jimmy Carr put on like one kilogram. <laughs> and did all those interviews about being worried about his face looking big um ooh, it's really cool.
1: I love it so much Would you drive fat car? car? But there's so much going on i uh, i there is a real chassis in fat car, but I don't think you can drive fat car. Oh, take my fat car for a spin. That's a fun, sexy thing to say <laughs>
0: theres a God, crazy, that's wacky very cool day
1: in Tasmania,
0: yeah. I like the idea of climbing into a mountain bunker just to look at paintings of of uh, filth.
1: Yeah, filth and fat cars. Filth it, and it's fat brilliant. cars. It is brilliant. God,
0: guys, David Walsh wants an underground bunker filled with filth and a fat car. <laughs> Can we get that built for him, please?
1: It yeah, it was it was very cool. Yeah, but what, I'm, back. I'm back now in Melbourne.
0: What was the most transgressive thing in the adults-only section, or were you too frightened to go in?
1: There's this painting of, like, a guy holding his... He's lying on the ground, he's holding his dick and giving a middle finger to the painter, as it were. And then next to him, there's a guy on his knees as a kangaroo licks out his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Is it called The you Spirit know, of Australia? Australia. <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause I would
0: respect the hell out of that.
1: <laughs> it was the most Australian thing I've ever seen. Um it was pretty good. Uh pretty pretty out there, Pierre. Pretty uh I would say irreverent. I'd say it was irreverent. Oh, it's certainly not reverent. I if it was on Netflix it would it would easily get in the irreverent comedy section <laughs> i'm obsessed with the use of the word irreverent in the reverent comedy section of netflix are there any reverent comedies do you think <laughs> i mean father ted but even father ted is irreverent it,
0: it's pretty it's it, on the face of it it's reverent as hell visually. Reverent? but uh you you dig in phil and you quickly discover it's irreverent
1: <laughs> what is the def- is it possible to make a reverent joke can you make a reverent joke i'm gonna fi- i'm gonna look up the can definition I think of, of-, of
0: irreverent to to make sure that i okay so irreverent showing a lack of respect for people or things that are generally taken seriously
1: right right so it's kind of asking does christian comedy exist
0: yeah base that was my first thought and then my first thought was jim gaffigan
1: Yes, but he, yeah, because he doesn't but He's swear. irreverent about the other elements of life. Well, he's irreverent he's about totally irreverence. Yeah,
0: he's irreverent about par exemplar subway sandwiches.
1: Yeah, but then they don't no normally get respect. So. Exactly, this is it. Hmm. So, can you make a respectful joke about something that is normally respected? Um. Oh God.
0: So reverent uh, Reverent is, is, is described as feeling or showing deep and solemn respect. So can you make a solemn, respectful joke about, e.g., the queen or the government?
1: The queen is so graceful, <clears throat> she makes Grace Kelly look like a wild boar. Is that reverent? <laughs> I guess that's reverent to the queen
0: and then irreverent to Grace Kelly.
1: That's it, isn't it? The, the irreverence has to appear somewhere else. It's like a waterbed effect of reverence. Yes, the waterbed effect. Out, you push down on one bit and it pops <laughs> up somewhere else.
0: I really like that. The wa- I would listen to an album called The Waterbed Effect of Reverence.
1: <laughs> and
0: it would be a very um, synth-heavy sort of quite abstract album, and I'd love it.
1: Michelle Obama is so uh so uh, classy she makes me smile. (laughs) But then that's not a joke. That's very reverent, but it wasn't a joke. Do you know what I mean?
0: I thought that the delay on the M there of smile was you trying to
1: think of something and then, nope. No, no. Michelle Obama... It's, it, she makes me smile. But, the, but that's not a joke. That's not a joke. So Yeah, can, reverence, can Phil, jokes exist without irreverence?
0: If you did that joke on stage, I would sh- fucking shit laughing. <laughs>
1: if you
0: stood in front of a big crowd of people having a not opening joke, like you've already made them laugh, so they're expecting something, and you just went, Michelle Obama <laughs> is so classy. She makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> I- I would lose my mind. (laughs) That little delay is you can hear the whole audience thinking, wait, does that, what is that? What? As they try and take the puzzle piece, smile, and Michelle Obama and Classy, to kind of smush them together. They got these, don't fit. (laughs) Um, What about a joke like, um, uh, the Prime Minister's doing so well, he should live at number one Downing Street.
1: <laughs> 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 I, I, see, I find that funny, but is it only because I understand that you're taking the mic? That you actually, you're being sarcastic and hence irreverent about the office of Prime Minister?
0: I suppose that the trouble comes when am I am I uh, am I implying the sarcasm or are you inferring it? Because I can't control what you infer. I can influence it, but I can't stop you. I can't stop you. I would like to. I would like to watch an hour at the fringe of reverent comedy. I would like that.
1: Interesting. Yeah, maybe I think you have. I think maybe you have then written a reverent joke. The prime minister is doing such a good job. He should be at number one Downing Street.
0: Yeah, it's the sort of joke that you would you would tell in a dictatorship, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. The problem is then, though, the only yeah you'd have the only people who would laugh at that at face value are mentally ill,
0: <laughs> which normally is not a big barrier in comedy. But in this case, I think it's because there's so no, few people who are mentally ill in that perfect way.
1: Yeah. And if, if the movie Joker taught us anything, is that the truly mentally ill can't actually do comedy, though they think they can for a certain period of time. Yes. Uh, but what they can do is sort of um, uh, uh, transcendent, uh, a sort of transcendent punk wisdom. And, yeah. Uh, what, what's the word of the philosophy that nothing matters? Oh, um, like nihilistic. Nihilistic, yes. A sort of nihilistic punk wisdom. Yeah. But you can't do stand-up. You, you are bad at stand-up.
0: Yeah, you're That's bad. That's what Joker
1: taught me. Yeah. You're bad
0: at stand-up, but you're very good at saying the sort of thing that you might find carved into the lid of a desk at school.
1: <laughs> you're very good at realizing that you live in a society. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think the entire first draft of, of Joker was written on a school desk. In a with a with a compass. <laughs> it's a piece of movie trivia for you there. Um Yeah, Reverend yeah, that's hard. I yeah. I think it's gonna have to be like Do you know what, Phil? I'm gonna I'm gonna just search Christian jokes.
1: Oh nice. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up reverend Comedy.
0: <laughs> Putting the ha in Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Oh, great! We've got forty-five clean Christian jokes for faith-filled fun. <gasps> oh, fantastic! Wow, 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 Well, wow, wow. thank you very much, Kelsey Pelzer. What a name, Kelsey Pelzer.
1: Kelsey Pelzer.
0: That's a churchy okay, name. Okay.
1: What? What, are, what? Tell us. Can you? Can, will you tell us a reverent joke?
0: Absolutely, I will. Oh, they're very Bible reference
1: heavy. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Okay, this will be interesting. <clears throat> okay so this okay. fortunately i i read through i i just finished reading the the new testament uh, this morning it's what it's what i read on holiday to tasmania so these should land hard with me really the new testament no i'm kidding oh i, I thought because
0: like to be honest phil you've been reading around all sorts of surprising things lately and i thought you know
1: what that's actually I conceivable ha- it actually is something I should just read at some point. It's quite I short. Just it. just, if you I just, should just read the. Well, shorter, shorter than the the Old Testament. These are
0: quite Old Testamenty. they they're more pun punnable. There's a few pun puns.
1: Pierre, Pierre I, I I will read the New Testament because get this, Pierre. I, I've been meaning to read more fiction recently. Uh oh. Did Bud, you hear that? It's Bud Pod with
0: Pianavelli and Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, does oh, <laughs> oh, that offend you? Have uh, I offended you sorry pierre sorry if we if you lose some patrons from this pierre but um <laughs> I consider the Bible a great piece of fiction, actually um,
0: are you sure this Bible's in the right part of the bookshop? Um,
1: <laughs> but perhaps I'll just give it a little move to the old. Uh, I think it goes between Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and the Prison of Azkaban, don't you? (laughs) Seeing as it's fantasy about a magic boy. Oh fucking hell!
0: How did we OD on atheism? Was so necessary at one point, but then the trouble is we live in the UK.
1: Well, I didn't. I grew up well, and you didn't either. In, in when I was in Malaysia, I felt like I was the only atheist in the world. Well, the,
0: yeah, where we're where we're from, it's it's it it should we we should be saying what we just said, but not sarcastically, and we'd actually be quite edgy. Whereas in the UK, it's just the kicking a dead horse and sort of a bit cringe. Yeah, but...
1: that's what is so baffling about the way the, the way Ricky Gervais will. Yeah. It's like he thinks it's 2003 or something and he he lives in the Bible Belt. It's because he's gone over
0: to America and he's seen what it's like over there. And I remember reading people's reactions to finding out that Tim Minchin was touring in their bit of America, like Midwest, you know, Bible bits. Yeah. Uh, And it was such an interesting thing because they were all saying, like, you don't understand, I live in, like, you know, Bibli Dunk, bumfuck nowhere, where like everyone, like you got to work, and people, like if you go to a new job, people are like, so, where, what church did you go to? Like it's so Jesus-y and so religious. The idea of them being able to go to like whatever the nearest big venue is and actually watch someone fuck with with religion on stage was like this huge um, salve to them. And I thought, God, that's
1: interesting, and oh, also right. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun. It's good that they were open enough to to go and check it out. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they're sure. I mean, like, to go in somewhere like, you know, to go into deepest Alabama and go, guys, there's no reason to believe this any more than there's a reason to believe in a big dumpling monster in the sky. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but but then to to go on, you know, to TV and the internet and social media and go, (laughs) hmm. Maybe God isn't isn't real. It's like, yeah, we know. We know. (laughs) We know.
0: I Um, I remember reading a review of a a new American act at the Fringe, and she did a big rant about how she she thought gay marriage was obviously the right thing to have. And then the reviewer was saying that, like, oh, she got annoyed because there was no, like, you know, whooping, clapping or whatever. Mm. And then she interpreted the silence of the crowd as, like, dissent. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, you homophobic Reverence, fuckers, maybe. you know, and everyone's just sitting there, like, yeah. we're at like the the world's biggest arts festival in Europe. What do you think we think about this?
1: <laughs> yeah in the in the specific country within the kingdom that prides itself on being especially progressive.
0: Yeah, and also this is a country where our version of the Republican Party are the ones who introduced gay marriage. Yeah like the conservatives yeah. i mean you,
1: you you've talked about you know sh- sharing sharing a stage with a very famous american comedian who uh yes who literally could not find audience audience participation because they needed someone who believed in god
0: yes she had a whole routine about finding a, a very sort of uh, f- believing in god sort of like bro figure i think and it just couldn't work it was it was such a disaster because the whole audience was sort of going, well, this is central London. So, yeah, no, not really. We don't really know what you mean. It was yeah. fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So, Phil, I will say that... I've anyway, sc- I've, I'm I've,
1: gagging, I've, gagging to hear these reverent jokes.
0: I'm gagging to hear them. Look, I've scanned through them, and there's a there's a couple that I like in the same way that I liked your smile joke. Okay? <laughs> 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 but a lot of them are verging on the sort of thing you say seconds before you die in a <laughs> in a coma just <laughs> blah, blah, just gibberish <laughs> so which one would you like to hear first an actual good one or a my brain is dying one
1: i think i'd like to hear a good one okay first
0: okay it's not a high bar so okay this one's all right what kind of car would Jesus drive?
1: What kind of car would Jesus drive? Yeah,
0: a crossfire. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's good, but it's irreverent, isn't it? Because it's about his death.
1: That is irreverent. Ah, even when I'm trying to be reverent, I can't help but be irreverent. <sighs> Take a photo of me with a thorn of crowns on my a thorn of crowns a crown of thorns on my head. And a microphone made of the cat and 9 tails that they used to whip Jesus, and then, and then put like some duct tape over my mouth because what I'm yeah. saying can't be believed. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so it's not a crossword. What car does Jesus drive? Yeah, uh, what, what is the car? A Chrysler, okay, yeah, Chrysler. Yes. I feel that's neither reverent nor irreverent. Yeah. Is that reverent? It's a... Well, it's a pun, isn't it? I guess. A Chrysler. What car would Jesus drive? A Chrysler. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it works. I mean, it works. It's a bit Christmas crackery, but I suppose it would be. That's, that's, that's a Christian joke, technically. Christmas cracker joke. This, um...
0: Oh, yeah, so there's a lot of puns. This one makes me laugh because it's so abrupt. What's loved... So this is a really... The setup's not great. What's loved by Noah? Right, what is loved by Noah? (laughs) Already the grammar's gone a bit odd. (laughs) What is loved by Noah and also most meat eaters?
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, Two animals of every kind.
0: That's good, that's good. But the answer is, it, it is a, so what's loved by Noah and also most meat eaters? Ham. Ham. Oh,
1: his son. Oh, I thought it was his wife was Ham. It's a horrible name for a woman. Ham. Hey, Ham. Ham's a ham's a boy's name, isn't it? <laughs> uh, this is my daughter, Ham. Ham is a boy's name. A lady can't have a salty name. A lady should have a sweet name. <laughs> She should be called, no ham is the May sun, you're Sunday right. You're no, you're right, Phil, you're absolutely right. It is a sun. It's
0: the sun, Well, it's a boy. well,
1: well, Pierre. Well, I think it's pretty clear who among us is the more reverent comedian.
0: Oh, it's, it's a sun. You're right, if it was sweet, if it had been honey, honey roast ham, it would have been his wife. Yeah,
1: that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ham. I just like any joke where the punchline is
1: just someone going, Ham. <laughs> ham. Ham. Ham just really straight just neutral faced ham ham
0: <laughs> <laughs> listeners try that at home it's very fun drop your face so it's as compl- as blank as it is when you're staring into the mirror during a haircut and just say ham <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun
1: um, <laughs> it is it's really it fun get old. Ham.
0: it's like fat Car. it doesn't get old it doesn't ham. get old ham and fat car
1: <laughs> how i love fat car I, <laughs> all i can think about is for fa- all that matters in my life now is fat car
0: oh man I, I hope you make enough in your life that one day you can buy and drive fat car
1: yes everything is fat car or just have my it in your living room car.
0: that you can sort of hug and kiss it in the mornings
1: I want to touch Fat Car. And the thing is, you weren't allowed to touch any of the artworks, and Fat Car was was so tempting to touch because it looked so fat. You couldn't touch Fat Car? You couldn't touch Fat Car. You couldn't touch anything. (sighs) And you wanted to squeeze Fat Car to see if it could be squeezed. Yes, yes. Mm. Even the chairs are fat on Fat Car. Really? Look at those photos. The chairs are all... Yeah, look at the photos. The chairs are all fat. What? It's all like like flowing out of itself. Oh, shit. Fat Car's got fat chairs. Yeah, it's all of it's fat. It's so good. Oh my god, I love fat car.
0: Um, so, do you want to hear some of the gibberish ones? Yes. Um,
1: gibberish, reverent jokes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, which one is the worst one? This one is insane. Uh, what did David have in common with Hamilton? Whoa. Okay, yeah. they're trying to be cool here.
1: What did David um, have in common with Hamilton? <clears throat> he, uh, David, which David is this? Biblical David. The biblical David. He uh, wanted. To have Hamilton. He wanted to be in the room where it happened.
0: Yeah. Well, you've got the right sort of idea. It's a, he wasn't going to throw away his open bracket sling, close brackets shot.
1: Oh, because David slays the giant with a slingshot.
0: Yeah, Goliath with the, the, the,
1: the Philistine. Goliath. Oh Goliath David, yeah. He doesn't get, right, slingshot. Yes, yes. It's it's it yeah, it makes it makes a kind of sense. Mad. It's not a joke. Yeah, it's not You can't
0: save yeah, a pun that doesn't work by putting it more information in brackets. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, can we have another gibberish one please? I quite like the gibberish ones.
0: Yeah. Okay. What okay, it's a long old setup. What did the classmate <laughs> say when asked why they kept walking next to the same person at school? Wow, I think
1: there's a better way of phrasing that. I think if someone begins what? a sentence with "What did the classmate say?" Yeah, that's strange. What? For a, cl- a classmate cannot exist in isolation. Yeah. A classmate cannot be the first subject in a in a in a sentence. Yeah. So, strictly speaking, the second, the second figure in this story is the classmate of the protagonist who we're introduced to at the start of the sentence. Yeah. But anyway, what did the classmate say to the person they walk around with? No, <laughs> yeah, that, that would be better. What, what did the classmate say
0: when asked yeah. why they kept walking next to the same person at school? <laughs> Already my nose is bleeding.
1: <laughs> okay Um, and i'm trying to think of what sort of biblical reference could fit into this um i i don't even uh, know quite
0: what the answer means so i think you might be on a hiding to nothing here
1: oh okay when asked why they said joseph and this technicolor dream coat
0: yeah see i would guess it would be something to do with like the footprints in the sand or something you know
1: yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. but
0: it's not. It just says, "What did the classmate say when asked why they kept walking next to the same person at school?" "Quote: I was told I'm supposed to walk by faith."
1: Right. So the person's name is Faith. But is that a thing? Walk that by faith. Walking... I don't even know the
0: original sentence. Like the original, I, I've never heard that. You no, really it's walk, walk
1: with faith. Walk with faith. With yeah. faith. Walk with to have faith yeah to hold yeah to walk with faith, walk, maybe it's an American walk Christian by thing. faith, walk by faith, walk okay, by faith yeah, that doesn't make yeah that doesn't make any sense um yeah, and the, yeah, yeah these aren't these aren't good jo- yeah,
0: do you think it's unfair to have to tell these jokes in a church where everyone is obliged to be so kind that they have to laugh mm people have to yeah. Hmm.
1: And also like they're going to each other, laugh at it, the reverent jokes or he'll have to start doing irreverent ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to force him, you're going to push him towards irreverent reverent comedy if you don't laugh at his reverent comedy.
0: Yeah, you'd better. You'd better really, you'd better really endorse this or it's going to kick off. Um, yeah. Then the rest is like real Ned Flanders shit. What type of boats do believers want to go on? Discipleship and
1: worship. Burp. Aish. Burp. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm glad someone's committed these to megabytes on the internet.
0: Yeah, thank God for this website. Where I'd have nothing to say to Ned Flanders. Oh, there's a thing I wanted to talk about, actually. Um, keep your ears peeled, listeners, if you can peel an ear. Um, me and Phil are going to be doing some adverts soon for no one other than the old Royal Force of Air.
1: All RAF, all RAF and Adal. RAF and Adele. Um Yeah, the RAF.
0: Absolutely. Um, we got the offer through. the The wing commander rang us up. He said, "We need you. <laughs> We need your help. Not enough people in the RAF love uh, love shitting stories. <laughs> we want some pod podbuds in." But um, I was interested. I I mean, you. I agreed to it. Pretty easily as well did you, I think, Phil, because I've got well, it's quite easy. I've got friends in the RAF and they seem to be having a jolly old time.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And well Yeah, I think there's always uh there's always a temptation to uh to sort of avoid anything military when you're in the arts. But I find, I really honestly feel, and and this will come as no surprise to people who listen to this program, but I think there is a kind of an insincerity and hypocrisy to enjoying the peaceful and wealthy life of a powerful country without acknowledging the role that various arms of the military play in that you know what I oh, mean? oh yeah and especially
0: these days where like the main cool thing the RAF are doing at the moment is flying supplies and weapons for Ukraine to Poland so that it could, well, exactly, it could be transferred exactly. I mean look if
1: it was 2000 mad, like people people like like the pacifist types we know yeah well all you go oh armies are oh, you gonna send people, oh you to destroying our weapons blah 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 and then ukraine happens and they're like why aren't we dis- why aren't we destroying everything why aren't we sending over huge missiles give them all our guns and planes and it's like wait i thought you were against weapons which one is it
0: well the really the really the worst pacifist we know will be like uh, oh the most pacifist thing is to let vladimir putin murder everyone he wants to that'll be nice anyway i off to bed i go they they really
1: are out there they really do exist yeah man
0: and um yeah I, I like look if it was like 2003 then it would probably be harder to do military ads it would feel like we were just being pro iraq war or something but i mean those days are gone and right now it's all all hands on deck i'd say mm-hmm. also like mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if, did you have any friends from uni who ended up in the raf i've got i've got a guy from school i know who's in the raf and a guy from my year at uni and they're both doing they both doing very Actually, fancy no, stuff. Actually,
1: So yes, I I did engineering with a guy who uh, was sponsored by the RAF yeah. um, to study engineering Cambridge. So I think I, I, if he didn't go into it, if he's not still into it, he he did he did work with the RAF straight after uh, Cambridge. Yeah, for with engineering. Yeah, I like.
0: Yeah, uh, that that was the same with my school friend. He uh, he wasn't at uni with me, but he got um, he got the sponsorship thing. Yeah, I like him, Phil. That's why we're going to sell yeah. sell our souls. To... We did HMRC as well. We're the podcast of the establishment.
1: <laughs> there aren't enough establishment podcast. <laughs> we're the only establishment we're, we're, podcast. We're we the opposite to the Joe Rogan podcast. We go, no, just listen to the powers that be. Uh, and don't have any doubts about who should be in control of the world. Look, guys. Look.
0: Pay all the tax you legally owe. Join the Air Force. Okay? And sing the bloody national
1: anthem. Sing it. Do up your tie and sing it.
0: Look, it's... It's it is a it is a cohesive position. We're pro um, military intervention, and we're anti murder. Okay, murder is right. a civil crime.
1: Yeah, it's a delicate it's a delicate line to toe, but Bud Pod Bud Pod toes it elegantly. We are on
0: that Louis line, and it's actually a pretty thick Louis line if you read up on your Thomas Aquinas and your and your military theory and and theory of morality and all the rest of it. But by God, you've got to pay as much taxes as you are legally obliged to. No more than
1: that. We're not crazy. Join the Air yeah. Force
0: and don't murder anyone.
1: And to fulfill Bud Pod's remit as a podcast that is essentially about a bullet coming out of an ass, <laughs> uh, asshole, next week we will be doing adverts for Armitage Shanks.
0: Yes, which does sound like a good name for an RAF officer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: hell of a mustache on that captain shanks <laughs>
1: um
0: now before we do some correspondence phil i in fact no, no 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 actually technically i can make this correspondence
1: technically i can i
0: have a, okay. a hell of a story for you so let's go switch into correspondence mode
1: okay into correspondence
0: Plushcare.com slash weightloss. Ring letters, emails, phone calligraphs, your sister's domestic art field, many letters, correspondence. Okay, so, Phil, for, <laughs> for context, right, I was handed a... F- so, hello to the PodBuds who saw me at uh, the quote-unquote preview at uh, the Phoenix Arts Club in central London, me and Jacob Hawley. Uh, last week um and there were a few uh pod buds and patrons uh in there <coughs> and correspondence too so hello 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 including wine will wine will was there
1: ah wine will
0: um and i got the chance to thank wine will for his delicious wine
1: uh that he has yes, sent us i can't wait to get home and sup 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 him oh phil i've Had got your wine tall tall glass of a tall drink of will that's what i'm going to get a drink of I'm will back.
0: i've got yours on my shelf and i gaze upon it hungrily now that i had my bottle of the red i look at yours
1: i hope you're i hope you're keeping it at a good temperature here
0: oh i'm keeping it at a good temperature Phil. don't you worry <laughs> um it's um simmington simmington wines uh, which i recommend not not, not a paid endorsement. Merely a bribed with booze endorsement. Um, a boo so, bribed. Wine Will was there to witness this. And I had the, a chance to have a chat uh, with him over a drink afterwards. And we chatted about this. So, Phil, as you know, sometimes in central London, audience members don't want to watch comedy. They want somewhere to drink. Mm-hmm. And audience members will pay the ticket price as a sort of cover charge to just have a bar to drink in.
1: Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Ah.
0: And yep. after uh, Mr. Jacob Hawley uh, left, he did his preview and he left because he's got a young uh, kid at home. Uh, in the interval, I saw four, I would say they looked about 12, but they were probably 18. So four 12-year-olds come down the stairs, right? Yep. <clears throat> two guys, two girls. And they, had, they talked to the doorman who's selling tickets for too long.
1: 12 year olds
0: well they look 12 they're 18
1: oh I see, I see i see i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry
0: so these four 12 year olds um yeah they talk to the ticket guy for too long and the ticket guy's kind of gesturing with his hand as if to go no well there's a show on so i can tell they want to they thought the bar mm. would be open right
1: yeah
0: and then eventually the manager of the bar goes over and they have a chat and they get let in and i said to the tech guy can oh, you check if no. they've bought tickets because if they haven't yeah then they're just going to drink and they don't care. But if they've bought tickets, then I'm kind of forced to see them as potentially legitimate customers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy comes out and goes, no, no, they bought tickets. So I think, okay, well there's only like a 10% chance that they actually want to see a show, but I kind of have to take that chance now. So whatever. And then for the first 20 minutes, it was fine. And then they just started talking. Um, the, one of the girls in particular just sat with her back to the stage and they'd both had, they had like two bottles of wine. Um, yeah it was grim so anyway I I addressed them directly and I literally described what had happened to them they were distracting the rest of the audience so I had to and I just described I was like you guys thought that this bar was cool and open but it's not cool or open really because I'm here trying out uh, new material (laughs) and I saw you have the big debate and I know what happened you think okay we'll pay this and it just means we can sit and talk anyway in the bar and you can't because it's not piano it's me and I can address you directly Um, blah 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 Nice. eventually it got to the point where the manager of the bar was like saying stuff to them and the audience got annoyed and the two girls stormed out and one of them swore at the, the manager of the bar and it was all very dramatic they stomped up the stairs right yeah so end of the show uh, it all gets derailed or at least the latter half gets totally derailed and then the two guys the manager comes back and apologizes and he says oh, yeah, sorry I thought it would be okay and he says uh, the two guys are very apologetic and embarrassed, and they kept shushing the girls and uh, telling them to behave. And the girls wouldn't. And the two guys said they only met the girls today. What? Isn't that weird? What? They kept saying we only met right. them today. So. Okay. Then the two guys come back while I'm talking to some pod buds. And one this of them is after the show. Yes, yeah, after the show. I'm talking. I got. A- I get a free beer. And I'm talking to one of the uh, pod buds, or actually more, one or two of them. And there's two guys, that, like the fucking 18-year-olds who look about 12, come back. And one of them, Phil, he's very apologetic, and he hands me a letter. Huh? So it's technically A letter of
1: apology? Like yeah. in the old days? Yeah,
0: well, I say a letter. It's written on a long piece of blank receipt paper.
1: <laughs> or like a, like, a, like a long McDonald's one.
0: Yes, like a long, thin receipt, yeah, but with... <laughs> His letter on it.
1: <laughs> so it's right. like a little scroll. Like you'd unfurl it like you're at the Imperial Palace. But a, a, yeah. mini, a miniature Imperial Palace. Like he was a very apologetic page boy. <laughs> or an emissary.
0: <laughs> he was apologizing to the to Xerxes from 300. <laughs> I am a merciful god. Um, so, so this weird kid comes up to me and is sort of is very sorry and, and saying we only met them today we didn't think they'd he said something like we didn't think they'd be like that which is very funny <laughs> and i said don't worry don't worry don't worry and he handed me the letter and he bag it off and i so they on the receipt paper so i look at this receipt paper thing and written on it in like mad felt tip like it's he's written in a, in a big with a big felt tip pen
1: oof that's not much space to work with felt tip on a receipt
0: yeah well, it's a long receipt. I mean we're talking uh this this thing is about as l- this thing is about as long as a ruler
1: okay yeah well I mean how long is a ruler
0: Pierre? thirty centimeters, <laughs> twelve inches
1: <laughs> okay okay
0: this is as long as a piece of string fill for goodness sake
1: <laughs>
0: and it's written like the font like it's not good handwriting is the point. It's like he's written it with a fist okay
1: <laughs>
0: so here's the letter in felt tip pen on a receipt. It starts, hello, sir. Wow. Yeah. That's how much older
1: I seem than him. Hello, sir. He's probably written it that big so you can read it. Yeah, He probably thinks the font size on your yeah. iPhone is like the <laughs> maximum. <laughs> I've
0: still got my keyboard clicks on. <laughs> hello, sir. My name is Louie. I was with the rather rude girls who eventually walked out. Me and my good friend Finn stayed. His good friend? Good friend Finn. Yeah. So there's a comma, right? Me and my good friend Finn stayed, comma. (laughs) And while your comedy wasn't for us, (laughs) comma, we still enjoyed ourselves and we thank you for that.
1: Wow! Isn't that amazing? What a sort of what a what a weirdly f- informal and formal thing to do. And we thank you for that. I th- and, and we, we thank we, you we, for that. Long are the days of the coolest uncle Pierre. We found the most informal formal. Yes, 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 yes. This is or the, the most, most formal informal. This is this. Maybe this is the
0: most informal formal Louis line. <laughs> It's it's a letter that begins "Hello, sir," but it's written on a receipt and felt tip, and it's still quite rude and polite at the same time.
1: Yeah, with all the sort of the 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 social panache of an eighteen-year-old who's still figuring out how to exist in an adult world. Yeah, has absolutely. Has no idea yeah. of 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 his unspoken social obligations.
0: Yeah. So he. So uh, and we thank you for that. Please continue. Right. or just in general yeah just keep please continue full stop and then the next sentence for us and yourself
1: what
0: a weird bunch of kids and then he ends with uh, chillingly he ends with good luck and see you soon
1: right your comedy is not for him Pierre but he'll see you again soon
0: oh yeah good luck and see you soon
1: something presumably different
0: yeah Louis and Finn and then a kind of heart Blobby a blobby
1: felt. Oh, Louis, up. his name is Louis. So he, this is his <gasps> own Louis line. Oh fuck! You're his right. Of Louis. course. Yeah, a um, boy called Louis has brought us a new Louis line.
0: It's a, it's a sign.
1: Informal. Mm. It's a sign.
0: And we thank you for that. Rather Gosh. rude girls. The handwriting is is truly terrible, but fair enough, Louis and Finn. Also, how strange to have an embarrassing and, and awkward scenario like that, and then to, pan in your panic at being rude, write a mad letter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But this is that age where you're just so awkward. Did you have a period of, like, teenagehood where everyone, like, I swear, every time anyone broke up, they had to write the other a letter? What? Really? Yeah, or maybe that's just because I went to private school in Bath, and everyone was basically in a Jane Austen novel but oh yeah i remember like everyone wrote each other letters really afterwards to like put down their feelings onto paper because they just couldn't do it (laughs) that's
0: mad i that sounds like something something that happened once and then like you know when something just gets really catches on like a wildfire in one school
1: right 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 maybe God, that's an
0: intense vibe. Maybe Louis went there.
1: Yeah, is this Pierre? Is this our first ever correspondence from someone who isn't a Podbud? Ooh, it kind of has to be, doesn't it? Yeah, surely it's our first in the wild correspondence from someone outside the BudPod family. Yeah, a wild correspondence. It's our Pierre. first. Yeah, it's our, it's our first missive from the outside world, Pierre, from the world beyond Bud Pod. A world beyond Bud Pod, contacted first by
0: Can the you... brave explorers Louis and Finn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. God, very strange. I wonder what Finn symbolizes. It's Finn as in Finn, and, uh, French for end. Is it the end of something? Maybe it's the end of the Louis line
0: and the beginning yeah. of
1: the most formal, informal. The
0: concept of the Louis line got in touch and said, Your comedy's not for us. Gosh. Finn, we're leaving. Finn, this is Finn.
1: Let's get out of here.
0: Damn. Yeah, mystical. Could be. Could be. Were they chirps in these girls then? They must have been if they met today. And also like they, they said they said we didn't think the girls would be like that. They're at drama school. And I thought, Oh boys.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got a lot to learn. <laughs> Um, so maybe they were, and I think the girls maybe talked up the bar as a kind of exclusive cool place.
1: Right. Interesting. That, that, but that, that's, that's, that's bad from the bar manager though, to get to, to so sort of let them in.
0: Yeah. He was very apologetic, but, but very naive.
1: Yeah. But it's still like kind of obvious mistake. Yeah. I think, I think, um, you just, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't let even a normal, you wouldn't let a ticket holder in 30 minutes after the show started. Oh, no,
0: they came in before I started my show, but it was an hour after. Oh, was... I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Jacob Hawley did his preview interval, then my preview. So they came in in the interval.
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. I get you, I get you.
0: And me, me peeking from the corner and watching this kind of dangerous interaction with the guy on the door is what caused my concern in the first place, yeah, before I started. Um, yeah. Yeah, risky stuff. Um, we have time for... <laughs>
1: Um, I don't think we do. do
0: we think not, we no, going. we don't. God, we have to go to the. We have to go to the. We have to flee to the Patreon art bunker.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So get hop on a sign up to a Patreon and hop on the ferry to our secret ha- Patreon art bunker yes. in the ground.
0: We will see you there, guys. Um, I hope you uh, yes. enjoyed this week's episode and good luck out there to Louie and Finn with chirpsing some different girls.
1: Yes, some more polite girls who don't go to drama school <laughs> yes. uh, and from me from from me Dan under, goodbye till next time Ooh, <laughs> all hail fat car all hail fat car.